bro. Alright, we are here with our first guest for the Colorado Motocross Files, Mr. Robert Fitch, otherwise known as Bobby Fitch. What's up today, Bobby? How's Come it going? On, buddy. Pretty good. How you been? Uh, good. Working. Yeah? yeah? Lots of working. What are you up to these days? What does Bobby Fitch do these days for work and uh, just general, like, you still ride, right? Still riding, still racing. Um, I own a remodeling and landscaping business um just working man working and trying to uh to get back into ride nationals again and um biggest part really uh helping my my family my kids and stuff right getting getting them faster and enjoying the sport Side note for everybody, both of our wives are coming back from Utah right now. They'll be here in about an hour uh, racing the Loretta Lynn Super Regional. And I don't even know what the name of that track is. What is that? I, I don't, don't know. even know. It's at. But pretty windy. Pretty windy Utah. Looks like it's right next to the Bonneville Salt Flats, I think. Um, so they were out being super moms this weekend. So both me and Bobby had to stay back and work, which is a first for us. Um, so yeah, that's what he was doing today is uh, kind of describe what you put in. What did you do today? Um, I put in a, uh, finished up a full sprinkler system. Um, it's about 1,700 feet of line and um, two separate, uh, uh, like a backyard and a side yard deal. So it's just work, 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 man. Right on. Yeah. Constant. I bet. Feeding the habit, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, cool. Let's go back to the beginning, man. Um, let's take you back to the time machine. What's your first memories on two wheels? And were you born into a racing family, or did you have to like convince your or beg your parents to get you a bike? Um, so I had a man. I was probably a year and a half old. Um, I had this little thing they called it a gun it and go chopper. Um, so it's like, it was like a little three wheeler type of deal that you, uh, you just pushed a button. And I think I remember, went. I remember <laughs> something like um, that. <laughs> so I was, uh, we had lived, um, it was when we were living in Florida and, uh, my dad had the, uh, screen door shut and I got on it and went right through the screen, <laughs> the screen door and out off the, the porch, um, jumped out, like literally <laughs> jumped the stairs down the porch oh wow on a plastic electric gun it and go thing so it's pretty funny but um yeah that that was that was kind of your first that was kind of my thing on two wheels yeah. was it three wheeler though it was, i think it was three wheels yeah okay. like i mean it was like that thing where you had to uh you know it was like a helper bike or whatever yeah okay okay um i and mean we're, what, we're what, talking 1981 oh my <laughs> <you> God. <know? laughs> so it was it was a while ago um and then yeah. as far as like your first uh, PW50 or yep, anything like yep. that? Yep, as far as I had the, um, what they call it, the Weisinger. Yeah. Um, the all yellow and black, yellow and black. Um, Yamaha 50. Um, 
or PW50, the Zinger 50. Yeah. Right um, but I had that, and then, uh, believe it or not, like, I, I, started, I started riding when I was three, or started riding two wheels dirt bike on the PW when I was three. Um, and then uh, I never, I didn't race or anything. We, we went to uh, that big open area across from uh, Lakewood. They used to have a big area where you could right. ride and stuff. We used to go over there all the time. And then uh, um, I trail rode. Like I, I started out enduro okay. uh, doing that because we lived in the mountains and that's kind of what I did. Now, did your dad ride at all or anything? Um, did he kind of... He, well, he was. he's always been on two wheels as far as like he, he was always on Harleys. Okay. Um, so that was, you know, his was on the street. Um, but you showed interest in motocross and did he, did he yeah. support that or did oh, 100%. he? hundred percent. I showed interest in it and he told me that, you know, if, uh, he would uh, do everything to keep me on two wheels on, uh, in the dirt, um, as long as I promised to, uh, stay off the street. Um, so nice. at that point it was, uh, you know, I, I always had used old bikes and stuff and we just went and had fun trail riding and. All of that, and then uh, uh, two thousand or two thousand uh, nineteen ninety nineteen eighty nine. Excuse me. Wow, there's there's a lot of decades in there. <laughs> uh, nineteen eighty nine, because um, we lived in the mountains. There was B and B Sports Cycle, which was the Burrises. I remember that. Um, and we had done some work for them because my dad owned a uh, paving company. Um, we did some work for them, and and so. We went in, or he was in there one day doing some work, and they were like, they were talking about this race and stuff. And uh, my dad was telling them about me riding, and they were like, "Why don't you bring him out? Like, there's a race in a couple weekends or whatever at uh, um, Thunder Valley." And uh, they were like, "My dad, I convinced him to finally let me do it. Um, I was nine, and then uh, my very first race was the 60 class, um, the 60 novice, and I." Uh, First, the first moto, I was fifth, and Scott Burris was fourth, and then the second moto, I was fourth, and he was fifth, um, and we had, it was done like a couple laps or something like that, and I ended up um, derailing a chain, and um, I had no clue about bike maintenance or right. anything like that, right. so, you know, it was like sloppy chain, and, <laughs> you know, you can, you can get away with a sloppy chain out and riding the right. Duro or, you know, in the woods, whatever, you're just cruising along, but... And not at Rockwood, yeah. or Lake Rock, whatever <laughs> right. they used to call it back in the day. Um, so, yeah, it, it, uh, but that was my first, my very first race. Wow. So back KX in 89? Yep, 1989. Mine was 89 at Berthoud, KX60, um, against Travis Riley and Chris Chu. Yeah. I remember. And I remember this kid, Chris Chu, his dad was a dentist. And my mom worked for a dentist. Uh -huh. And so my mom always wanted me to kick his ass because of the dentist thing. Like, oh, she worked for a dentist and he worked, he's a dentist. So we got to, you know, you got to kick his ass. <laughs> but I remember that. 89 was my first year too. So that's um, rad. All right, cool. So you got your first race in. Um, take us through racing um, after that point. Like, uh, what? What'd you, what was your next bike? Um, well, it was racing on, we were on a 60. Um, at that time, my very first. KX60? Yep, a KX60. Okay. Uh, my very first sponsor was uh, Faye Myers, um, back when they were over off uh, Alameda. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I just, uh, 
I, it was just like uh, on two wheels was, it was like walking, you know, like I just, yeah, it was Came second natural. nature to me. Right. And um, so uh, it just got more intriguing and more intriguing. And, and I wanted to, anything I wanted to do, I always wanted to be the best at. So yeah. I just, I ever, I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And um, I ended up on, uh, oh, went from, because at that time you could go like 60, you know, 60 B or whatever, and then up to 125 B or something. Or, well, it was, you could go uh, 80, 80 B, you know, or something like that. And I ended up, um, uh, or I don't remember how it was. It was something like that, but um, I if chose. You were, if you were a, an a mini expert, you could race the 125 B class. Yeah, that's you what it skip, was. You could skip novice and yep. go to be a, be a B rider, yeah. Um, but I went off of, uh, I raced 60s and, and got, you know, faster and faster and faster and, and then went up to the 60 expert or whatever it was. And then um, at that point, I wanted to go to 80s. So my dad got me, at that time, it was a 1988 uh, CR80. So, okay. I mean, we're talking, oh man, what would we be talking? We'd be talking 91. Okay. So I'm on, you know, like a four five four year old bike, bike already you know yeah. already right. um never had new new bikes closest thing i ever had growing up to a new bike was like a couple within a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> so um that was kind of that but um i went up to the 80 novice class and i started really really getting into it and and um there was something about jumping like i yeah. just i didn't I didn't care what it was. I just wanted to jump it, you know? Um, I remember always watching you out there and we would always wait to see what you would send out there because you would always, you're spectacular to watch. You were always <laughs> jumping something out there. So. It, uh, it is crazy. Um, you know, I think back on it now and I'm like, that's, I, I almost, I have to refrain myself a lot with my kids um, because, you know, they, they're not me and, and they're in this totally different, mm -hmm. you know, than the, how I was into racing. Right. And, um, for me, it was, you know, I wanted to, to just prove to everybody, you know, and, and especially my dad that I was the shit on a right. bike. And, um, so yeah, on eighties, like it didn't matter what it was. He, um, I remember in 92, was it 92? 91. Um, we decided to go down to Florida to do the, the Winter Olympics and everything down there. Um, the minios and all that stuff. We went and did that. We ended up moving down there. Um, and I got to ride with Ricky a lot. I got to, to do a lot of really cool stuff down there. Um, I remember you showing me the results sheets from one of the races down yeah. there. And you beat, actually beat ricky a couple times it's yeah, yeah. it was yeah, it was so. it was learning it was yeah it was it was a big learning scale you know like and that's a when, lot that's pretty that's kind of a lot you know for your first full kind of year of really racing hard i guess you yeah know? you know it's it's so when i went down there i was getting lapped by him mm. like and when we train because down there you train year round yeah you know um and so there was there was places you know that he rode that was you know, special places and stuff. So you, you got, you learned a lot, you know, and, and single track stuff and really how and how to ride a bike. Um, 
at, at a high intensity pace. Um, so by the time, yeah, by the time I left, cause I was down there for two years. Um, and so you guys lived down there. Yeah, we lived down there. So you moved down there. We moved. Completely. What did your dad do for a living? Um, so we, we were, like I said, he owned a company, a paving company up until that point. Okay. And then, so he owned his own business. He was able yep. to take off when he needed to. to yeah. Get, take well, at that point, yeah, at that point, my right. dad was like, he, we were going through some, some, some family stuff and, um, we ended up, uh, he just, he just let our house, our, let our house go. And we, he said that we're moving to Florida. We had family down there and he's like, you can go race down there. He's like, let's go do this. Um, and so we moved down there and, and like I said, we, we raced for, for a couple of years and it was really good. I learned a lot. I, I probably got twice as fast, uh, from the time I went down there. Um, and then, uh, we decided to move back in 93 to Colorado. And that's when I came back on an 80, um, and the, the, right whatever they want to call it, the B class. And that didn't last for a couple of races. And you were on like a... I was you on had a 90, 90 Sierra 80. Well, I was on it 88. Um, I was still on that 88. And then, um, at the end of 93, he got me a used 92. 125. Um, no, it was still, oh, it was, a, okay, I, yeah. I ended up with two I thought eights. you had a 92 yeah. also. Okay. I had a, they called it the, the, I don't know. It the was red, it was a different color red. Yeah, it was for that like, year. Yeah, it was yeah, so weird. yeah. I remember that that bike you had. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I got I got that. Um. And then I didn't la like it was like immediately a couple races and I was killing it in the the eighty five or the eighty class at that time. Mm -hmm. Um. But I was always that one never to like stop. Like I didn't want to be held back by anything. So I, um, I begged my dad like. I want a bigger bike. I want a 125. I want, you know, whatever I want to race. I'm, you know, I'm 13 years old. Like I want that. And, um, so he ended up Wayne Belliette had a 252 stroke. Um, it was like a 90 or an 89 or 90 or something like that. And, um, I told my dad, he, you know, I was like, I want that. And he goes, dude, it's, it's a lot for you. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I just want it, you know, because at that time you got to think like I was, jumping stuff on my 80 you were that the 125 pros were doing yeah you know and the yeah. 250 pros and so it's like you know jumps um you know a lot of times it was stuff that was at um grand junction supercross you know mm -hmm. just big jumps and it was like i'm gonna do it on my 80 you yeah. know and i couldn't even tell you how many times um linkus welded my my frame together putting in tubing and stuff on my 80 um, because I, I snapped the neck off of it. I snapped dude, I remember so many... your bike had zip ties on it and oh, shit, dude, holding it. I yeah. remember. It, dude, it was. <laughs> I, it's... <laughs> it's amazing you were able to go that fast. Yeah, dude, it um... was. It was. It was funny, dude. I, I kid you not. There was like 30, 30 to thirty-two welds on that frame. Oh my god! And I bet you, from all the gussets and everything, it had to have at least weighed an extra fifty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> It like it sagged when you just set it off the stand. Oh my god! Um, so that was ninety three. Uh, that was ninety three. Yeah, okay. and so he got me a big bike, got me that two fifty two stroke, and everybody at SRC like threw a fit. He's too young. He's, you know, he's thirteen. He shouldn't be on a big bike. Yada 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 yada. Of course, I couldn't reach the ground on it. So yeah, yeah I was smaller, but my speed was my speed. You know, right? And um, as long as I could pick it up and start it, then. I was able to ride it, you know, right. that was the deal. 
And so I did. I did it right in front of everybody at IMI, um, the first race I raced it. And I went out in the, because you got to skip the, the C class. So I went straight into the B. So I went out in the 250B. Um, and I was like, top 10, like wow. first race, you know? And everybody was like, no, like they just started throwing a fit. They're like, he's going way too fast. He's like, they just, too this little, whole thing, yeah. yeah, too little, you know, 252 stroke isn't blah, 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 blah. Uh, um, so my dad found somebody to trade for a 125 at that point. And it was like a 91 CR 125, something like that. Um, and then, uh, I got on that and it literally, um, it was me and Jason Hurtado, um, at the time, like me and him went like blow for blow back and forth. Um, and we're talking the middle of 93. Okay. And it took five races and I was gone. Like, like I literally just got on the bike and all five races and was done and turned pro. Wow. And I was 13. So that was, that was a pretty cool, a pretty cool start, you know, like, and that was back when they had the mark system. Yeah. That was back when they had the mark. Where you had to get, it was seven marks without a win. Yep. Five marks with a win. Yep. Um, and they basically took like the top, like 2% of the, of the class for that yeah, day or something, something like that. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Like was, the, you got one winner mark or you first got First and second would yeah. get a mark, you know, yep, depending on it. how many riders were in there. Yeah. That was a good system. And then, yeah, they, they went away from that and, uh, I don't think it really challenges the riders much anymore. No, it absolutely doesn't. Like I, you know, having my kids come up through it and stuff like that, it's, it's definitely Loretta's, all of it has hurt a lot of the riders in speed wise you know they you have those kids yeah don't get me wrong you have those kids that are fast and all but their parents are spending ungodly amounts of money for that you know and it's i feel like if the mark system came back and you actually had to be a c a b or a pro you know like the kids it's not the age group it's not the age of the kid because here's here's your problem is Everybody goes, well, you got to be in this age. You got to be, well, you have a, say a 10 or 11 year old kid who's five foot seven, five, eight, you know, and he's wanting to start motocross and you put him out with these kids that are, you know, uh, he's got a KX 100 in the race and he's got to race the super mini class. Yeah. He's got to race the super mini class and he's got a kid that, you know, is his age, not his age, but that is, you know, older that is, you know, cause at, at that point it's the age group, but he's like, that kid's like 13 or 14 mm-hmm. because of that, that bracket. And he's been racing since and he's, he's been, been racing. racing yeah, 50s, exactly. Right. You know? And yeah. so he, he like goes out there and the kid's like, dude, no way. Like these right. kids are way too fast. Right. Like I'm just going to get hurt, you right. know, or, but it discourages the kids at right. that point, you know? And so then you don't see the kid back. Right. You know, right. whereas the novice the B and the pro right. you had, it didn't matter if you were, you know, I mean, they had their age limits, you know, yep. but that was the age limit. So it was like, you know, from like, I think it was like seven to 16 or something like for that, 80s, you know, yeah, for eighties. Yeah, right. And you turned around and it was like, it didn't matter if you were 16 and a novice or you were eight and a novice, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. Like the size and all that didn't matter. It was your speed. Yes, your speed exactly. went for somebody yeah. else's speed. So. And like, like in like anything in life, or like a, even a video game, you know, you work through a certain tier. You know, and you yep. reach that goal. 
All right, and then here's the next goal. Cool. Yep. With this current system, there doesn't seem to. It's just like like I was telling you back when I was racing, I just wanted to be a pro. Mm -hmm. Now these kids don't want to be pros. They want to sandbag and and hang back. And I want to win a title in the C class and say that I got a number one plate, you yep. know, or something. Um, but that you know that's a different subject for a different time. Yeah. Anyway, no, hundred percent. We're getting a little off subject there, but anyway. Yeah, back when the day in the day we there was a mark system and uh, that really that was a good system. Uh, we yeah, think, no, it absolutely so. was. I, I feel like it, it really benefited myself, you know, yeah. for coming up because again, like it didn't matter how old I was. Right. You know, right. like if I was thirteen and I was going as fast as you know Andy and and yeah, you should Sean be able to and everybody ride else, whatever bike like you can, Wally, you whoever. To do yeah, like yeah. at that point, I should be able to race them you know maybe maybe if, if some if you were to do that today it could be child abuse <laughs> yeah it could be very <laughs> with, with everything's going on in, in the world today, yeah but no, anyway. very well it could yeah. be um but no, all right so well going so you were talking about bnb cycles being your first sponsor right um uh, pay myers was pay myers okay yeah we knew we knew bnb cycles okay. and so they helped get me into racing and all that okay um but um yeah it was when i came back from florida you know, it, it took five, I got the 125 and it took five races um, when I was 13 um, to turn pro. Wow. And I turned pro and that next year when I was 14, um, I came out and was doing really good, you know. Just, racing on like a three-year-old bike? Yeah, yeah, racing on an older bike and yeah. just, just doing doing my thing. Um, just, I mean, it was, it was great, you know, and then... Um, uh, you know, you're, you're talking like I'm getting to race, you know, Andy, Sean, Jared, Wally, you know, Sandell, um, Sandell, all the guys, you know, like, like the fast guys that I always looked up to, I was finally on a bike getting to race them, you know, and it was, it, it sucked because like, you know, the, the speed I had for that little, you know, I, I can only imagine, you know, those guys hated it. You know, like it, it was one of those things where it was like, you like it because of it, but you hate it because you're like this little shit, you yeah. know, but like, you know, Bobby's going to get the whole uh, shot and then we're going to have to, you know, something, something's you know, going to happen. Something's going to happen, yeah. but it was okay. Cause, cause regardless of what happened, you know, um, at the end of the day, you could guarantee I was eating shit every moto. Yeah. yeah. Um, like yeah. It, it just, it didn't matter what was going on. I was, I was crashing and, um, you know, John, John Beavers at that time, he, uh, he said it was just fun to watch. And, and the fact that he, he had nicknamed me, uh, down again, up again, gone again, Bobby, because every mode, I, I kid you not, I'd have to say every single moto I was on the ground at least two or three times. Right. Um, he had some good nicknames from some people. Yeah, he and really did. He had some good, uh, Beaverisms, I guess you could say. Yeah. I remember being at, at, uh, we called it Erie back in the day. It wasn't called IMI back in the day. Um, we were up there at a race and spend the night in the motorhome and waking up and, you know, he's, good morning, you know, and trying to get everybody going in the morning and stuff and telling everybody, you know, pit, no pit riding or, you know, first gear in the pits, whatever, and no no double riding, you know, no, no two people on the bike at the same time, whatever. Yeah. And I guess... No, no sooner after he said that, a couple kids came by on a on a on a bike riding double, and he goes, "Hey, 
you boys eat a bowl of stupid this morning? I just told you. <laughs> so he was That's good. Epic. He was good stuff. Uh, miss that guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, well, cool. Uh, let's see. Who did you look up to locally uh, when you first like came back and you're like, wow, this guy is fast and. You know, um, it's not that I looked up to just one person. Um, as as I grew um, with racing and stuff, I I had so many family issues yeah, that it kind of distracted it. Me it distracted me from any of like of the the racing portion and all that stuff. And it, it was just I was so pulled in so many ways. And that started around late ninety three, ninety four, something like that. Yeah, like ninety three, ninety four. Um, and so I, uh, I would always like, I didn't get to go practice all the time. You know, my dad was paving and then dealing with family stuff. And it was just like, all I wanted to do was be on two wheels. It was like the only thing that I knew how to do that somebody couldn't take away from me, you know? Um, and so I would take, and one of our friends, he recorded every single supercross and outdoor that was back on the day, like, uh, what was it? ESPN and ESPN two, ESPN two, all, all that yeah. stuff, you know, where it's like, you're talking the late eighties and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I would sit there for hours and watch video after video and study and study mm -hmm. and study. Um, locally as I was going through the eighties and stuff, and that's why I would jump a lot of the stuff and all that is because I looked up to, you know, Sean and Wally and Andy and, all of them, you know, mm -hmm. like my, my own competitors, you know, Chris Chu and Travis yeah, Riley yeah. and, and, you know, Jason Riley, all, all those guys like, um, Sandell and, and probably my biggest would be, you know, super smooth. Like I would always, I would watch and like, um, there was a, a video that came out from, uh, uh, Paul Thedes, um, his race tech stuff, but yeah. it was, yeah, it was before, I think it was before he was doing all that, but. Um, there was a video and he had a really good saying. It was uh, a wise man can learn from a fool and a fool can learn from no one. And so I took that to heart, like my whole career, you know, is that a hundred percent, like, I don't care if I'm the fastest guy in the world, I'm going to turn around and I'm still going to watch every single class. I'm, you know, there's going to be a little kid that does something, um, you know, uh, anybody that's that going to do from. something that you can learn yeah. from like oh look at that he just did this or yeah. he hooked his foot under his under his his brake lever you know to get more traction he you know like just so many little things you know that you just I, dissect I always them. yeah i remember doing that yeah. too man i, I remember I dissected slow, everything slow motion rewind yeah. i remember having lines in my videotapes from watching shit over and over and over again yeah. and yeah yeah i you know kids don't do that anymore these no. days I can't, I try to sit down with my son Carter and, you know, like, Carter, check this out, watch this, you know, and then, all right, what did he do wrong in this quarter, you know, and, you know, I, I try to explain things like, all right, he's on the inside, who's got control in this corner, you yeah. know, that's what, we, that's what we all learned eventually over time. We watched riding style, but eventually as the years went on, we watched racecraft and we learned how racecraft worked and stuff like that, you know, yeah. and kids don't watch and die, you know they watch Hayden Deegan on YouTube now, yeah. So. yeah no it's so. it's it's cool dude like I I enjoyed it I I learned and it was it was a lot of that like my hero um 
you know, still till this day is, is Rick Johnson. Yeah. You know, the bad boy. Yeah. Like it was, he, it was, it was really mm-hmm. cool to watch, um, you know, like everything he did. And then when he ended up, um, breaking his wrist, he broke his navicular and, you know, it kind of was the end of his career. Yeah. Um, I ended up at, I don't even remember when it was, it had to have been 2000 and something, but I ended up crashing and breaking the same bone and all that stuff. But I just, I think with the newer technology and, and just, yeah. you know, being a little younger and stuff, it never healed. Like the bone ended up having to get taken out. Um, but I just, I was really good at adapting to stuff, you know, like you, when you want something so bad and you want to do something so bad, you figure out a way to do it regardless, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so like, if you look at me now, you know, my wrists maybe move a quarter inch right. and that's it. You know? Or so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I don't have any wrist movement. It's right. like, I got built in wrist braces now, right. but I had to learn how to take, for instance, the throttle, you know, I don't hold the grip like everybody else does. I actually roll the throttle in my fingers. Uh, like I, all of my throttle control is from rolling it in my fingers. I don't, I'm not able to like, if right. I, if I was to use the throttle, I'd look like a chicken wing because okay. I can't turn yeah, the throttle, yeah. with, you know, with, <laughs> with bending my wrist. So like, if you look at all of my grips and stuff, I have a, a my thumb wears a hole all the way through the, the grip on the back part of the, the, the grip wow. because I roll, I roll them in my fingers, That's roll great. the throttle. That's great. Um, and I've, I've, I've had to learn just adapt to everything. Um, so it's been, yeah. it's been quite the thing, but yeah, so he, he was, Rick, Ricky Johnson is my hero. Still is. Mine like, was, he was mine too. You know, super and then, cool. of course, Bradshaw came along yep. and then McGrath and all those guys, <laughs> you know. Um, so moving right. on from that, um, so skip in 94, you had a little bit, of, you know, some family stuff that was going on. Your dad was dealing with, so you didn't get to race too much, but yep. late 95 was 96. You came back. There was also an event that kind of happened. Um, uh, the RMXA was formed in 95, I think, 96, something like that. Something like that, I think. And uh, how did, what do you recall exactly happened with that? I mean, I'm sure there was some people in the SRC that just didn't like what some people were doing and they wanted to start their own organization with different classes and that's how we got the age group thing going. And the marketing system went away. Or you know, what? So I, let me tell you a little bit of background. I remember me and Wes Hale getting involved in a little bit of politics at the time. And I, I was aloof to what was going on. And I was basically on his side. And they were trying to get another class started. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of protesting. And I remember leading a race at, at Erie and pulling over and letting people by to try to prove a point. Uh-huh. And I didn't know what I was trying to prove a point. I was just trying to, you know, support my friend, you know. Yeah. But it was basically just a bunch of politics that happened in the SREC, and another organization was started. And so the writer count was split now between these two organizations at the races. And so that's when the beginning of Full Gates started going away, you yeah. know. 100%. You had to choose what race you were going to hit. Oh, I like this track, but this organization sucks. You know, all the races over here, but you know, I'm going to go with this organization because this is better, you know. Yeah. And I think it really hurt in a while. I'm kind of glad the organizations came back together, but it sounds like there's still stuff going on in there. Yeah. What do you kind of recall from that back in the day? Well, for me, it was, it was 
difficult and I try to not remember a lot yeah. <laughs> around that time. Um, most everybody knows, you know, when I was, uh, you don't so, have to name names on anything. Yeah. Anybody, but, oh yeah. You know. So when I was, um, 14 being that fast kid and just, you know, things of the second nature with it, um, a lot of, like I had opportunities and, um, one of, uh, one of which was, was from, uh, Four seasons at the time, Dwayne Akiyama. Mm -hmm. um, he had uh, got it set up with Newell um, and Suzuki um, to have a full amateur Suzuki ride, um, which was, I mean, you're talking, you know, big things. A couple to, bikes and you know, parts that, yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. And you're, you know, at that point, that's something where you, you know, that's what leads into getting mm -hmm. the factory ride, you know, like right. that's one step away. And in a way, back in the day, even with Team Green, they just like threw bikes out to everybody. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. No. There's like five or six kids on Team Green. They do have a Team Green program where if you buy a bike, they'll give you some, yeah. you know, if you ask for it and you kind of know about it, they give you a little bit of a discount on some parts. But there's five or six kids that really get that ride this, yeah. this time. It's not like, you know, I remember everybody and their brother had a Team Green ride and they got bikes all the time and shit, you know, but it's it's changed. Yeah. So. Oh, no, it definitely has. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I got that, and because of the family issues that we were having, uh, or that, not so much me, but that my family was having, um, I, it was just me and my dad, so at that time, and my brother, um, we had a whole family deal that came together, and it just, it wasn't good. Mm -hmm. um, I did stupid stuff, got in trouble. And literally, like, I didn't know what to do, like, I just, I just wanted approval, and and ended up um, screwing, basically screwing my career up at that point. You know, like I, I gave up, uh, gave up the Suzuki ride and quit racing, and and um, ended up, uh, you know, getting in trouble with the law, and and it just sucked. It was, mm -hmm. it was something where I was trying to, to get, you know, the, the love from my my dad that we had going racing and stuff like that, but he was too focused on, on, um, my stepmom at that time and, and my little brother who she split and, you know, and, and took my little brother. So my brother was like, my dad was freaked out about that, but I was the other kid yeah. that was still there and yeah. I, I got kind of shoved aside. So, but come, know. come like about 96 though, when you started racing well, RMXA, it was at that, yeah, it was at that point where, I ended up, um, I ended up doing, you know, getting, getting out of all the trouble and everything and doing what I was supposed to and all that and trying to get my life back together. Um, and then, uh, at that point I was on my own. I was 16 and had my, my car. I was, you know, I was staying with my grandparents and go back and forth, couch surfing, you know, just So whatever. how did you get your bike? You had a car. How'd you get your bike to the races? <laughs> did you have a little trailer Dude, or what? No, there was times where I... I, I wanted to go riding and um, I had a, uh, I, I, the first one I had was a, 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 a 1985 um, Chevy Blazer, a K2 Blazer. Okay. Um, and I had that and so I'd stick my bike in it sideways in the back mm -hmm. and close the <laughs> gate, you know, and then, um, then that, that lost the motor in it and so I had like this little Chevy celebrity, like just a four door pile of shit car. 
and I wanted to ride. So I literally, um, I was staying in the mountains with a friend, um, at that point, And I, I took the bike and I put it on the top of the car. Okay. The, the rear of the rear wheel on the rear trunk and the top, the front wheel on the top yeah. and had it and strapped, down. strapped down through the windows. <laughs> and I went racing, you know, yeah. that was it, you know? Right and then, um, and then I Hardcore. met, yeah, at that point I met Don and Del Winchesky in MX photography and super great people like love them to death you know they um they they took a chance with me um you know they wanted to help me and everything else and and um you know they they kind of brought me in and let me ride some of their bikes and you know super cool cool like super super genuine people you know super awesome um so they helped me get back into you know back into racing and stuff and you know i mean till this day i mean they're they're rad people you know super cool um, I remember them in Mexican photography being out there a lot. Yeah. Before they were after uh, Tom Pitcher guy. Yep. Tom. Tom Pyle. Pyle. Yep. Yeah. Tom Pyle. Yeah. So um, yeah. So then that's when I came back with them, um, and I, dude, I, I don't know. They they were racing the RMXA and and I was like, well, I'm going to race here, you know, like. Okay. And you and, were on a Kawasaki at that? You were on a KX125? Um, no. So I, I came back on the Yamahas. I was borrowing their bikes. Okay. Um, and we they had uh, a deal through North County Yamaha in California. Um, so they, they helped me out. And then um, it was probably, at this point, I'm 16. Um, so it was, I want to say, like two, two years. No, it was, it was a couple years maybe. Um but anyways, we, I ended up, uh, getting a deal. Um, I had to, you know, I had to work. I yeah, was on my own right. and everything, you yeah. know, I'm 16, 17 at that time. I think I was 17. Um, and I got a job working for, um, Grand Prix Motorsports. Mm. But at that time, was it Grand Prix or is it a different name? I can't uh, even remember. Off Santa Fe with the old location? Yeah. Near Hamden? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember it was called Grand Prix. Was it Grand Prix? I, at that that's time? where I bought my RM80 from. Yeah. Okay. Don yeah, so, at Grand Prix. Yeah. Don. Yep. Yeah. So, I uh, I was a lot tech for him. Okay. Um, and then uh, I worked with uh, um, Lauren Weir. Um, he was there working as a bike builder. Okay. Um, Didn't he have a brother? <clears throat> Nathan Weir. And they both yep. raced. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Two rad dudes, dude. Like yeah, cool, I remember but... those dudes. Yeah, long ass hair. Yep. Yeah. Um. So they, uh, um, they, they helped me out. Like they took an opportunity, you know, and, and helped me out with a, a KX, uh, 125. Um, super cool. Like it was, it was, it was something where it was, you know, I was like, all right, cool. You know, like I'm part of a shop and yeah. stuff and getting back going again. Um, and I, you know, I went and raced, uh, some of the arena crosses and, and had some help from Windish RV and. So, you know, I'm like 17, 18, yeah. you know, and I'm getting some help trying it, you know, and it was cool. Um, did, did good. Um, just had a, you know, had a ball yeah. with it. And, um, but, you're, you're, but locally you're racing the RMXA. Right? Locally I was racing the RMXA. Okay. Um, so you really, you really weren't involved in any politics with SRAC or RMXA. You just decided, oh, I'm going to try it. I'm going to do RMXA. Just, well, let's just honestly, try it. We're going to race it. Honestly, I just wanted to be on a dirt bike. Right. I didn't care where okay. I was racing. I didn't care who I was racing for. Right. And till this day, I still don't like. 
if I like a track, I'm going to go race it. Right. I don't care. I didn't care if it was SRAC because at one point, um, ladder in my career, you know, I rode both organizations in the same year and won championships on both sides. Um, so it, for me, like, I mean, let's, let's, let's be real here. Like there was people on both sides of the organizations, RMXA and SRAC that hated me, Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's funny, man. Like my whole career I've had, it doesn't matter who dude, like it, it doesn't matter who, but I've always had people that just, just don't stop. You know, they don't, they just talk shit, talk, 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 yeah. talk, you know? And it's like, it's like, cool. You know, like when I had my suspension company, like started that, I had, I had it for 11 years, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I did my own work. Like I had shop. I had, you know, I stayed up all nights working on people's bikes and getting stuff done. Like, you know, I, I earned a two digit national number on my own suspension, you know, mm -hmm. like all of this stuff, mm -hmm. um, top twenties. And so, I mean, there was always, I mean, you're always going to have it, but I, yeah, I always, always had, be haters and yeah. flicks out there that don't like certain and, people. And see, and that was it too. Like I always, I think, I think because of, you know, what happened when I was younger and then me just not caring where I was just doing what I had to do to race a dirt bike, people didn't like it, mm -hmm. you know? And I had, you know, yeah, I burned bridges. Did Everybody I like it? Does. No, everybody does yeah. it, you know? But at the end of the day, all I wanted to do was be on two wheels. I just wanted to be racing because yeah. that was the only place that I felt free, you know? Yeah. So with, with that, um, you know, it, it was just one of those things where it was cool to be, in that that moment and right. slowly working forward you know and it's funny i still remember i uh i was lauren had just gotten a new um kx252 stroke and we were screwing around in the parking lot of grand prix and i uh i was riding a wheelie through the parking lot on it and i looped out and it hit a car and like i had I dude, it, it sucked. Like I had to <laughs> had to pay for a car to get fixed. I had to pay oh. for his bike to get fixed. And, like oh. it all came out of my check. Like it sucked, but I also got fired. Oh, and so man. it was like, yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, that sucks. But it, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, we all do it's stupid memories stuff. and shit like that. Um, so it was just like you know, it was it was then at that point I was like, okay, what do I do now? Now I got to go to the next thing, and and it was lucky enough, you know, like they they. I was still, still had the KX125, so it was cool, you know. So they um, actually, did they hook you up with it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And they yeah, let like you keep I, it? I kept the cool, bike and cool. we, you know, we did our thing cool. and it was cool, you know, like they're really great guys and it just. Because back then, you know, a lot of the local shops would sponsor their local fastest rider and yeah. give them a bike. Yeah. Today, it's pretty rare. It's you know, definitely I, rare. I work at Sun Enterprises. There's one rider that gets a bike. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. You know, and it's that's that, that's it. Yeah. So it's a different scene this year for sure. I, it's hard to get support today than it was back in the day. I think you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so, what was your most memorable year of racing? Like, what, um, when you close your eyes and you think back, what are the first images that come to mind of your racing career? Like, uh, what bike are you on? What race are you racing? You know, to be honest, it would be the 
man. It's um, so many, huh? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it is like um, I, I've, you know, I, I've enjoyed every race. Like, like when I go and race, like it's, you know, like my most memorable would be turning pro when I was thirteen. Okay. You know, like, um, but. I've always just strived to be better and, and do something new, you know? And, and so, like, for instance, um, I want to say 2009, maybe? 2010? Um, I got the RC Hard Charger Award at Lakewood. Yeah, yeah. You know, I came on the second lap. I fell and was in 38th, and I came all the way back up to 16th, I think it was. Um, you know, so, I mean, to earn something like that, that was pretty cool. That's awesome. You know, and we're yeah. talking at that point, I'm, uh, I want to say 30 years old. Yeah. You know, like, right around there. To get a hard charger award yep. at 30 years old. Like yeah. it, it was cool. Right. It was, it was, yeah. it was good, you know, and then, um, and then the very, the very same year I earned a two digit number. So in nice. 2011 or 2011, um, Oh nine. Yeah, no, 2011. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm often centuries. Sorry, right. <laughs> um, but no. So yeah, 2011, I ran national two digits at 97. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, to get a two digit number out of Colorado, you know, that's that's yeah, a, that's a difficult uh, yeah. thing to do. I know a lot of really fast riders from Colorado that still haven't, you know, haven't mm -hmm. done that. You know, and right. it's it's pretty cool. I mean. You know, uh, it's cool to see some of the guys that are younger, you know, like Derek and, yeah. you know, and stuff like that, that have earned them and, and came through and, and, you know, they killed it. Yeah. I mean, hands down, they killed it. And it, it's pretty cool stuff. Absolutely. But, um, what, um, uh, so let's skip a, a year or two or whatever, like 97, 98, 99 or whatever, unless you, yep. anything sticks out in particular. Uh, in 2000, is it, was it FMF? Yeah, he had a deal with them, and was it a, a collaboration with Sun too, with well, that semi too, or no? From deal with that. So let's take a step back for a sec. Okay. Um, so ninety, I want to say 99 going into two thousand, I rode for. Um, it was uh, Larry Morton and the Gary Simics. It was the Five Magics. Um, so they were on Yamahas. Um, okay. It was Boulder Yamaha. Um, Which eventually became Colorado Power Sports. Yes. I remember yes. that. Yeah, okay. Um, so it was me, uh, Matt Carlson, Ronnie Clark, um, Brookie Ranker. Um, Ronnie Clark. He was from New Mexico? Mexico. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was, um, uh, who else? I know I'm forgetting some. Um, but we, we did that for a couple of years. It was, I mean, super cool. Um, there was, there was stuff that, um, that Larry, I mean, he, he really, he was able to help me really fine tune and, and build more stuff into, my crazy riding style, you know, yeah, yeah. The, it was, you know, it was one of those things. It was, you're so you were, fast. You were pretty erratic your yeah. early years. Yeah. And I remember even, 
even coming to watch you in a, or an arena cross in the early 2000s, I remember you being, like, like I told you, all over the place oh, yeah. in the whoops. I was like, oh, my God, you know. And my dad used to call you the most out-of-controlled, controlled rider he's ever seen. But then there was a point, I remember going, like, to a Supercross in Pikes Peak in, like, 2013 when you were on that KTM mm -hmm. 250. And your style had come around. You had calmed down, and you were... It was complete natural then, you yeah. know. So yeah, yeah, that it was, was a turning point then it, where they started to teach you how to yeah, calm down and, a little bit. Yeah, it was like like I said, like ninety, ninety nine, okay, like going two thousand. Um, and then um, I ended up going with um, this uh, guy Kil um, Kilborn, Chuck Kilborn, um, and we decided you know get Hondas, went back to Fay Myers. Um, and I, I just wanted to see how I could do in Supercross at that point on, you know, 125. Okay. And so we had, um, uh, I've, you know, I always had a really good in with, with Little D at FMF and stuff. And so I got invited to, at that time, um, I think it was 2000, um, I got invited to a, they call it the um, Chaparral National. Um, which was at Glen Helen. It was a super cross invitation only. Um, and it was before Christmas. Um, and it was kind of like that, that helper race, like what the monster cup is now okay. kind of deal. Right. So it gets you ready to see where your bike is and everything for a one. Um, so I, I went to that and I actually, um, I did good. Like I, I started out mid pack, um, and, and, passed all the way up to I was like third in the second behind Pingree you know and and like we're talking fast yeah guys, dude you know? yeah I just the, the I was just fast SoCal dudes yeah yeah I was just I was in a flow I didn't care like I've all I did was put in work and you know and and it was one of those things where it was like man I finally have it so from a1 um I can't remember now what it was like a1 and then a2 and then it was like phoenix or something like that but mm -hmm. um i got a three race deal because at that time you know uh fmf had two rigs so one rig was like um i think it was like talon bolin and um scott chic and oh that's right because that, that, that's when they had the fmf team yep the Honda, that was their factory the honda's factory team yeah. at the time right yep they had that and then they had like their prep team or whatever right um, and that was myself and Bobby Bonds. Okay, gotcha. Um, so I went out the first round at A1, didn't do so good, missed, missed making the, the main. Um, and then um, came out to A2, and I uh, got a good start, passed for the lead in a heat. Um, and then I ended up getting landed on. Um, we had a couple laps to go and I ended up getting landed on by, uh, Eric Vallejo. Um, and it broke both my wrists, uh, both my ankles and I got a concussion all at once. So as fast as I got something, it was gone, Yeah, you know, and I, I had to take a, a year off. And this is 2000? I think at that point it was like 2001. Okay. Something like that. Um, so I took that, I took a year off and then I came back and that's, that's when I, um, I had at that point I was, um, I came back and I was helping out, um, a family that lived in the mountains, the DeVrieses. 
um, helping their son because um, with racing and all that. Okay. And we they ended up uh, doing getting together and doing a deal with um, with son and they they had bought a semi and. You know, like this whole deal, like just did this whole with the bursts. Because I remember you had, I remember seeing you in Sedalia one time and you were painting Donnie Hansen's semi trailer. That was, well, it was, it was the whole, that was the semi that was actually, um, we were starting the, this whole team thing. And so you bought Donnie Hansen's trailer? No, that, that was. He, it's kind of a long story, but okay. they, they ended up, um, I ended up, I was working for the DeVries and stuff like that too. And so they bought a box van and we were just, we we're going to go racing, you know, mm-hmm. their kid and, and Dawson and stuff. And they're super, I mean, again, super great family. Like couldn't thank them enough for all they've done, you know, what they did for me. And I still talk to Dawson till this day. Um, but his dad just wanted to go further. And so he ended up buying a, a full semi and stuff and then they went down with donnie and they were going to do a whole thing with josh and i think it was andrew and everybody like a full race team and stuff right um, okay and i ended up quitting again um and kind of going on on my way and then uh um at that point is when i came back i think i stopped for a couple of years and then um yeah i stopped because it was like 2002 i stopped um, until 2005. Um, and that's when I had, uh, between I met, let's see, cause I had my kid too. That was the other thing. So it was, Oh, so did you have a, a girlfriend or, a, or so a... during the arena cross is when I met my first wife and, um, we ended up, uh, having my daughter, um, in one. And then, uh, we moved in 2002 um due to some family stuff we ended up moving to to uh south carolina um and i quit racing just got out of it again and, oh wow um so i i've had a lot of family issues <laughs> yeah um such as life but with everybody yeah, it is what it is right exactly um so we, we moved there and then we had uh my oldest son derek okay. um and that was uh, 03. Um, and then uh, we moved back here uh, 04, 05, I think. Um, what brought you back here? I wanted to start racing again. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. stay away. Because one of my other questions was, have you ever thought about ever leaving the state of Colorado to go ride somewhere else or just leave I, in the state of Colorado? But you have several times and come back. Yeah, I, I've left and back. came back. Yeah. And, you know, if, if I... If I left this time, I definitely wouldn't be back. I would. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of the stuff has gone down and, and yeah. just racing and everything else. And if I did it, I would do it to move to a place where my my kids and everybody could, you know, have everything. And, and right. you know, it, I mean, if anything, with, with all the way the kids are and, you know, I've got all three of my boys racing and and um my daughter she's 19 now and and she's wanting to get back to racing she started yeah. again and you know and and so with all of that i think i would uh i think if i ever did anything or that i would probably buy some land somewhere and and at that point buy a, a full um 
do like a uh, renegade and a stacker and you know do a facility at that yeah. point, put in a building and go that route that'd be cool but uh takes a lot of money i would you it know does. you know it, it, it does and that's that's why like throughout my career when you know when i i realized you know i wasn't going to become a factory rider i always held hope you know that i yeah. would but when i realized you know and like when I was, uh, I want to say like, I would have been 27, 28. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's just, I need to, I need to build my life before I can turn around and, and, you know, do any of that, that style. Yeah. Stuff, you know, and right. realized, so I, so I started buckling down and stuff and that's when, um, I met my wife, Alyssa was in 07. Um, and then, uh, man, it and just, she races, you met yeah, her at the races. I, I met her through racing. Okay. Um, she's a, a W, a WMA, WMX at the time, WMA uh-huh. professional, you know, so she was a professional as well. Um, and you know, this whole time, I mean, from 2001 till then, I, I mean, I was trying to race, I was working, trying to, to just take care of my family mm-hmm. and, you know, and build everything and, and with two kids, um, yeah. And then when I met Alyssa and, you know, we got married in, in 08, um, we just, I mean, at that time it was one of those things where we just put our heads to the grindstone and we took 08 to 2010 we spent two years every single weekend traveling to every national, you know? Um, and I can't tell you how many races in supercross that I turned around and, and finished third place at that time they only took you know top two out of the lcq yeah and i can't tell you how many times i finished third place in an lcq <laughs> i mean i was winning vegas uh, and with two laps ago yeah. i got i was battling with um man i can't remember who i was battling with i was battling with somebody and uh i just i got plowed into the camera you uh, know, like got cleaned out and i'm like dude it just <clears throat> it just went for it you know we're at 58 minutes at the moment. At the moment, so I got two more minutes before that's the maximum we can do. So we're gonna have to wind this one down. We may have to do a part two to finish <laughs> out some stuff later on. So, um, yeah, is there anything else you want to say in, in wrapping up? Um, yeah, you know, it's. Um, I feel like all in all, in my entire career, like I've had my downs, I've had my ups, and. You know, there's been a lot of great people in this industry, and and I love it. I love just being on two wheels. You know, yeah. I hope to to continue doing it. I mean, I'm I'm 40 now. Yeah, you've been racing since '89, and you're still racing. I'm still racing. You're still I, trying. I, you're trying to become the oldest guy to qualify for an AMA Supercross. I am. I yeah. am, and and I'm actually I'm gonna go do outdoors on a 250F. Nice. Um, and try to earn a two-digit number this summer. Nice. So, um. You know, man, I mean, age is a number and I feel fit. So right on. I'm going to go give it a roll and, and see what I can do. Who do you want to thank for backing you up man, this year and supporting you? There's, you know, there's a lot. I mean, it's this year has been a kooky year. You know, it's been crazy. <laughs> um, I always, you know, I had great help from Sun and, and stuff. And my we chose to, uh, my boy wanted to ride Yamaha. So we chose to, to go to Rocky Mountain Cycle Plaza, you know, and and just everybody it's Fitch racing rocky mountain cycle plaza to def, um defy with graphics uh a Cherby's, 
um, Dunlap, uh, Yoshimura, Renthal, Coors Light. Um, cool. Got to get the Coors Light All of them. Yeah, sure, Coors bro. Light for sure. Got to represent Colorado. Yep. yep. Jen's <laughs> helped out a lot. It's very grateful. Cool. Um, just to everybody. I mean, there's been a lot there cool. that have always helped. So. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you doing the podcast. No problem. And, uh, well, maybe we'll do a part two. We'll see you then. Sounds good.